People like to think that millennials are out to ruin the world. The truth is, we're just trying to survive it. Join me as I navigate through life the best way I know how, with a few laughs and a bottle of wine. My name is Josh Gunderson, and this is The Millennial Agenda. Hey all, and welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Agenda. As you know by now, I am your host, Josh Gunderson, or maybe you're new to the podcast, and in that case, I am your host, Josh Gunderson. A bit of news to get things started. The Millennial Agenda is now available on Audible. That is right. You can listen to podcasts on Audible now, and this is one of them. Feel free to subscribe there or keep doing what you're doing to listen along to all of these shenanigans. And speaking of shenanigans, we are just about done with January and pardon my French, but what the fuck just happened? We we went into this month with such moderate hopes. Needless to say, things got a little bit weird this month. And normally when things get a bit weird, I need to hash it out. And I normally to do that would turn to two of my favorite people to vent with. Oh, that is right, my friends. Now, normally I would not have repeat guest situation this quickly, but I think it's needed for all of us. So I'm very excited to welcome back Meg Stone and Nita Sabatini to the podcast this week as we work to digest the last few weeks and look forward to really what is on the horizon now that we feel that we can breathe just a little bit easier for the first time in a very long time. So there is only one thing left to do. Let's get this party started. How's 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 everyone's this this month has been quite a year, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It's like 2020's March was like, you know, this is as bad as it's gonna get, and then like January 21 was like, guys, guys. <laughs> I well, I think oh, I, I I personally think that it went painfully slow because there was so much. It's kind of like the countdown to Christmas, where we're like. We know Inauguration Day is coming, and this nightmare is going to be over soon, and it's just dragging on. And then, yeah. of course, six days in, 2020 was like, just kidding, I ain't done. How For about real? an insurrection on the Capitol? Anyone? I didn't know what was going on, and you guys started messaging on Facebook going, what's happening? Is this real? And I was like, what is going on? I, was, I think I was working a half day that day. I got home and I was like, what is happening? Why are there people walking around the Capitol building? At first I thought that like they had reopened tours because they were kind of staying within the stanchions of like going into the Capitol. At least the shot that I saw, I was like, oh, they're staying in the stanchions. Wait, that guy's not in a stanchion. Is someone going to call him back over to inside the stanchion? And I saw a bunch of other people. I was like, oh shit. Oh no. Oh no. They are not doing tours. Meg's a real hardcore stanchion follower Listen, i just got out of this but yeah i had i didn't know what was going on i had been at animal kingdom i had gone for a couple hours to um for anyone listening to the animorphs edition to harass a friend about crocodiles and i got home and was like okay i'm gonna do some work i actually think i was like getting ready to edit that week's animorphs edition actually and i got a message from 
um, somebody I've been doing some pro bono marketing work for. And it was just like, should we pause all of our social media for the day? And I was like, that I, that's a weird, why would you, I, I, why? And then my brain went, you should check CNN. Just go check CNN real quick and see why that's a question that just got asked. Mm. (laughs) And then I ended up from that point forward, from about three o'clock that afternoon, up until they got back to the confirmation of the election and everything i was i was glued to my tv for about 11 hours at that point i gave up i was like i you know what the diet's out the window i'm gonna order pizza i'm drinking beer i just don't care right now i think i I went for like straight bourbon i was like come bourbon bottle we have things to watch and (laughs) come with me and then like the more the more and more that the investigation is bringing up about this whole thing i'm like what the like? What weird fucking Ray Bradbury esque? Don't you drag world. Ray Bradbury into that because he would no no. I don't. I'm not dragging him. In. I'm not saying this is his fault, but like I feel like I'm living in some sort of like Ray Bradbury. Of course, everyone's like Orwell, Orwell. I'm like fucking. Please read 1984 before you start saying that this is like 1984. Like that's yeah. what I got out of the last couple weeks. Was like fucking read the book well because it's, no it's yeah it's, it's always the this the i the side of the aisle that's like quoting 1984 you're like no you no sweet sweetie sweet sweet pea. oh honey i oh, mean honey. i went to margaret atwood i was like yeah this is literally how handmaid's tale starts and i've been okay. shouting about it for years now that it was freaking me out and then they started doing all the like hysterectomy stuff down at the border and then all of a sudden it was like the news saying none of these people are all in the same place at the same time and they were really scared but they're gonna keep going and i was like maybe maybe we get them out of the building you just announced to everybody on the news that everyone's in there except for the psychotic one maybe maybe we get some people out like yeah so i really just want the world to first read 1984 and then shut the fuck up and then maybe pick up if if you want to continue on that trend pick up animal farm and then talk to me Mm. Or, or you know, Handmaid's, or any Margaret Atwood's book, not just Handmaid's Tale, she has a theme. There's a theme through all of her books. You should read I, them. I, 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 I have not read any. They're disturbing. They're, they're disturbing. They're beautifully written. She's a genius, but they are disturbing. And I, I think that's one, I think that's why some people are like, oh, it's not possible because it's so disturbing that they're they quote-unquote can't happen, but she said that everything in her books that she put in her books have happened already at some point. That's why she put them in there. People people are just so blissfully unaware of what is actually going on in the world. Like, the best example I can give, I, I remember one point I was um, I was speaking at a, a luncheon in Texas, in Plano, Texas, where a very widely used example of, like, issues of um, cyberbullying and you know misappropriation of the internet and misuse of the internet and all that stuff had happened. A huge story that took place at a school not five miles away from where we were ha- having the luncheon. And I typically, as a general rule, if something happened in the town that I was in, unless specifically asked to talk about it, I won't because like that's awkward. But I mm-hmm. like I like I took a shot and I brought it up, and not a single person in the room knew what I was talking about. And we even had like one of the uh, like the district attorneys or whatever for the area in the room. 
Oh, it was Jesus. Huge and no one had any idea what I was talking about. And it had only happened like just a few years prior. And so people like live in this bubble and they think, oh, this that that'll never happen here. That'll never happen. Like this, this isn't possible. And of course, now I, I look at a movie like Contagion or Outbreak and I'm like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, firebomb us. Just do it. <laughs> just. Uh, yeah, my dad was like, do you guys want to watch Contagion the other day? And I was like, no, I'm living it. I'm good. I'm Actually, so. What, what's so funny when this all started i sat down and watched contagion for the first time in forever and i was like okay like it didn't it didn't resonate with me in any way and then i watched outbreak because it was on netflix and it scared the shit out of me outbreak yeah well the, that monkey it's that little little monkey and the little girl being like come snuggle with me little monkey with all the diseases well, she doesn't know. I know, but it still freaked me out. Meg I... says that like she's not trying to snuggle every single animal she's ever met in her entire life. I'm not. I was really, really judgy. <laughs> I am not trying to snuggle every single animal that I have met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not. I but did not I want to snuggle Rita the tarantula. Thank oh, you. no. Hard pass. Hard pass. Did not want to snuggle her. Did not want to come near her. Didn't want to feed her most days. No, thank you, please. Let like, someone else do it. What if I just don't feed you? We we went into... So it wasn't that long ago, because, I mean, the month is not over. We've still got a little bit of time left in the month of January. But I feel like we we came into this with such, like, cautious optimism. And it, it kind of... It got shattered very quickly. And then, like, the days between the riot at the Capitol and inauguration, I'm pretty sure that period of time was roughly two centuries long it was and i'm pretty sure i didn't breathe for the entirety of that period of time because yeah. i kept going like something's gonna happen these people are crazy i don't know what to do and something's gonna happen it was like the opposite of when you like hear a car crash happening and like you can't help but look it's like the opposite you were like afraid that the car crash was gonna happen so i did not watch i watched like 10 minutes of inauguration live and it was when biden was speaking and other than that i was distracting myself with work because could not do it i watched the entire thing i started listening to it when i was at work like on my way home from work and then i watched the rest of it into the night i watched every every moment of it and i cried for most of it yeah i i watched live because lord knows i have nothing else to do and it was just that, like, the whole, like, again, just holding my breath the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want something to happen, but I'm scared something's going to happen because Lord knows when the crazies are going to come out of the woodwork. And and then it was a lot of a lot of happy tears. Um, watching Kamala Harris be sworn in as the vice president of the United States was probably I, I really equated it to the only other inauguration I've ever watched was uh, Obama's first inauguration. And it, it was really kind of that same feeling of like, wow. Like, I'm watching history, and for the first time in a year, it's not scary history. Yeah. 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 I feel like the first time I kind of exhaled was as soon as, like, as soon as Biden took the oath of office, I was kind of like, okay, now the crazy people, if they're going to do something, it's going to have to be, like, they, they've, they like, we're going to be okay. We can exhale. I, I mean, I also realized that I've watched way too many political shows and movies with attempted assassinations at inaugurations. There's that. Yeah. And so I was just highly stressed the entire time well, for that reason. I need to stop watching 
political thrillers. I but it's just freaked because I was like, when do the codes change? There's that. I there's definitely that. I think for me, I kind of like after the storming of the Capitol, and I feel like nobody's really processed it. And it's it in terms of like from our history, the only other time that the Capitol's been breached like that was during the War of eighteen twelve. And that was the British. And it's like, this was our own humans. And I'm like, that's so messed up, guys. And what, what scares me with with everything, I mean, you look at like the, the COVID deaths per day are outrageous. Like we're living 9-11 over and over and over again. And no one gives a shit. And I feel like even after, like, of course, the, the news is going to constantly be covering the, the riot at the Capitol because there's so much news coming out of it. But we were so we're so desensitized to all of this crap at this point yeah. that it happened and i felt like everything went back to normal the next day for everyone i'm like i no 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 and i mean maybe it's cuz i felt like you know watching watching thing everything go down i felt like i was i felt like i was reliving 911 i felt like i was reliving yes. the boston marathon i felt like i was reliving pulse and i'm like i how can anyone be okay like we've become so constantly traumatized over the last year have we seriously become this desensitized to the fact that people died at the capitol people are dying every single day and no one seems to give a shit i think we all are are living i think you know therapists as we at, when we come out of this and as we come out of this therapists are going to be making mad amounts of money because there's going to be a lot of ptsd if people are open enough to understand that's what they're going to be going through. And it's going to be like countrywide at this point, because we're seeing so much, we're seeing so much. I think it, it, it is overwhelming. And that part of your brain just kind of shuts down for basic survival, because if you felt it all at once, it would, you'd be beyond overwhelmed. Yeah. Like too just, late. I, I know I know because there there's like the there's also the rest of us are like no no I'm already feeling it all I'm not okay nope not even a little bit not okay nope 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 I honestly I don't know about you guys but I was scared at how like I I part of me knew that Trump had no plan to distribute the vaccine or like anything but like the fact that Biden was like no he really had nothing there was there was nothing I don't Okay, we're gonna figure it out. Don't worry, I have a plan. But there was nothing there. Oh yeah. man! At this point, Florida still has no plan. Well, yeah, people are now coming to Florida to get their vaccine from everywhere else. They're like, we're just gonna come there because they don't know what they're doing, so it'll be fine. But I... only if you're sixty-five and older. Only if you're sixty-five and older. That's it. <laughs> so I'm really jazzed because my parents both got their first round vaccine today. That's awesome. They, they do volunteer like emergency response team in our area. And so I guess it's like a federal law that if you volunteer in those situations that you get to be like among the first that get vaccines when stuff like this happens. So, yeah. I, I am going to be very happy when my parents can get theirs. I was actually texting my dad and I was like, so who exactly can get the vaccine? Because I was asking for you, Meg, and your parents. My dad's like, right now it's healthcare workers and first responders. 
But Florida, you're like living in the state of, I will lick all the strangers' faces. All of them. Why? Who knows? But they do. Because uh, it's it's Florida. It's something It's something in the water. Which is the premise of my new book. Um. <laughs> Find it here and at your local Barnes & Noble bookstore. Uh, it needs to finish getting written first. Well, I went into this month being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do my... Because there's a National Novel Writing Month that takes place every November. And they've got a great website where you can track your progress and all that. So I signed up. And I'm like, I'm just going to make January my own little national novel writing month and i'm gonna write a thousand words a day and things will be like super awesome and fantastic so in theory we're recording on the 23rd and this comes out on the 25th so in theory by today i should have twenty-three thousand words written that's the end of that story (laughs) and we never talked about twenty-three thousand again I got a brand new planner this year that's like new than the normal design that I have. And I was really jazzed because I thought it was going to help me focus and I was going to get all this stuff done. It's been sitting on my desktop and I haven't looked at it in a week. Okay. Here's why I didn't buy a planner for 2021 is I wanted to give it a test month to see (laughs) if it was worth having a planner. And so far I am unconvinced. Unconvinced. Now that we've moved past the inauguration, I still I was have like, very... that was real quick. <laughs> was... <laughs> inauguration done. The world is fine. I watched it. I cried. It's over. I I mean, yeah, because now it's just it's like okay, now like I I'm glad that I don't have to like constantly be checking on things now. See, I'm still okay. So like, I had this thought of like, I don't want to ever hear Trump's name again in my life. But I also want to know what he's doing because I still don't trust him. And I don't trust the people who follow him. Yeah, I, I'm kind of at the point now where, like, I'm glad he's been removed from social media. But I'm like, I, what's he, what's, what's he up what to? What's he doing? I, I'm like, it's, it's, it's again, it's the, the train wreck where I don't want to look, but I need to. Because I want to make sure that everyone's doing what they need to. Right, right. I feel better. Like, I feel like a weight's been taken off and I can kind of breathe a little bit because it, it apparently, because he, he's down here somewhere. I'm not going to go looking for him. Please don't. Please don't. But he brings a lot of COVID with him, so don't do that. True. So, like, he's kept him, he's kept kind of quiet. I think it was the shame of, like, he, you know, he snuck out of Washington early and tried to make a big thing out of it and invited all these people to, you know, have a big hoorah like here I go and fucking no one showed up including his own vice president and I think he's like he's gonna be licking his wounds for a while especially since we still have this impeachment, impeachment which there the articles are getting sent what is essentially today which is Monday and it's it's all depending on how that's going and it sounds like a lot of the backroom dealings are saying yeah let's like let's impeach him and make it so he can't run anymore he's done it's he's so- done so he's been impeached because the like he's he's the impeachment has happened. It's the trial and the conviction is the what conviction, we're yeah. yeah. So that's I, I try to like 
my PhD dad, who's like PhD history dad, who's downstairs with his PhD in American history will like, I'll be sent to my, like, I'll be sent to sit in the corner if I don't correct that. (laughs) That's fair. So yes, he has been impeached, but now it's like, make it good. Make it a good impeachment. (laughs) Well, it's like, sedition is not a thing. Should not be like, not cool, guys. Not cool. Uh, yeah, and of course, at this point, again, I, I've said this so many times since 2016, even, I have now learned way too much about how our entire government works against my will. Well, because it's like it functioned. So you didn't have to completely understand how it worked. And suddenly you had this like giant toddler man um, in the, the who like just was like, nah, I'm going to smash, smash all the things. So you're like, shit, I got to figure out how this works. I mean, Hulk smashes and he's fantastic. So it's true. But like Hulk is also like Hulk when he's not Hulk is a very smart man. Toddler man is just a big fat toddler man all the time. Can we talk about, and I did not, I did not know this was a thing until I knew. Did y'all know about the Diet Coke button? Oh my god, no. But it made me laugh <laughs> so hard. And I was like, maybe that's why he's gone crazy. All the aspartame has just gone to his head and caused permanent neurological damage. I, I just shook my head and I was like, of course there's a Diet Coke button. I Fucking course. I had no idea until the internet. I mean, the internet has been, I mean, how the internet is. The internet has been very funny about it. Um, because people are like, oh, he says he wants unity in our country, but he gets rid of the Diet Coke button. Like, all this stupid stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, internet. Thank you. The Bernie memes. The Bernie, the Bernie memes are just... That is the odd. fastest I've ever seen a meme come and go in terms of like, okay, we're all going to do it, and now stop. Just stop. <laughs> it is the fastest I've ever seen a meme played out. It was like, let's do this. Stop. Now collaborate and listen. <laughs> Ice is back with a brand new edition. Correct. <laughs> but I'm glad that I'm glad that he embraced it. I don't know if you saw, but he uh, he created he a, a sweater that he sold in his shop with it, and all the proceeds went to Vermont's Meals on Wheels. He, I, he's got a good sense of humor. It's a super like I, I appreciate about that about him, and like he doesn't. I feel like he doesn't take himself seriously. He takes his job very seriously and he oh, takes yeah. what he does very seriously, but not himself. And I was like, I respect that. I get that. He's essentially me. I've got one coat. It still works. Yeah. I keep wearing it. If I had a, if I had a ball and set of mittens, I'd be rocking those too, but I live in Florida. I don't need them. I, my favorite article, I don't know. Like I was looking at the, like the newsfeed and Facebook and like, it had all these great inaugurations ones. And I happened to just scroll back a scroll through and it was vanity fair going through like the fashion of the inauguration and like talking about like Michelle Obama looking stunning and that, that purple ensemble and like Hillary Clinton also wearing purple, like went through all and Lady Gaga with the bird and the thing and the big with Train. the mocking jay you mean <laughs> no that was a peace dove yo uh-huh. Uh-huh. peace dove it was a peace dove jay. peace dove um and but like went through the only thing that i like 
they went through everything. They also included Bernie and his mittens and his parka. And I was like, respect, appreciated. Um, the only thing that I didn't, they didn't talk about, like, I looked at Amanda Gorman's outfit as almost like a throwback to um, Jackie O, like in terms of like how it read as a silhouette in a really good way. I was like, respect, girl, respect. Your poem's amazing. You look amazing. I love everything that's happening right now. My favorite was when they did this aerial shot behind everybody looking on to the National Mall. And it was seemingly everybody in black except her in the dead center wearing yellow. And I was like, was this is such a powerful image. And I love it so much. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 And I, it was so like, she was, she was amazing. And she was up there, you know, representing the millennials doing the thing, doing the thing, doing the thing. Like what a, what an insanely cool moment like i i would have given like there's so many people that were on that dais that i would love to just pull a garth brooks and run around hugging everybody oh my god that was so funny too well that and like garth brooks sinking lady gaga's makeup team makeup and hair team for fixing him for the inauguration (laughs) (laughs) you saw that today i was like oh my god i love this right now oh my god You can't see because I'm in my house right now, but I'm like fanning myself because it was it made it was like so cute. Like Garth, good job, buddy. Good job. Yeah, and I, I mean, he like I I grew up listening to Garth Brooks. I've I've always been a fan. I enjoyed the memes that were going around. They're like, ah, true to his roots, Garth Brooks showed up in boots to a black tie affair, and I'm like, <laughs> what's your <Yeah>. point? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, oh, Lady Gaga. That was beautiful. I I believe I said it on Twitter. I was like, this means she's our president now, right? Did she just... Yes. Did she just win? (laughs) One of my friend's um, daughters was like, is she a queen? And he was like, yes. (laughs) Yes, she is. She's the queen of everything. Good job. (laughs) I like everyone. I want to... I want to look forward. And... Yeah. I, I think that's... And I mean, right? I mean... Obviously, I'm still as of as of probably this dropping in a couple of days, and very unemployed, and it's very frustrating that I applied to a couple jobs today, um, and I'm applying to some arts grants that'll hopefully help out. We'll see what happens. Um, but continuing to work on the things that I I can control. So, like one of my biggest things for this month, even though like we talked about at the beginning of the year, I'm not big on resolutions. I'm big on goals and whatever the time frame of those goals happen to be that's when they happen to be so i really kind of mustered myself as i've been trying to get into better routines Uh, i've been working out every day though i'll admit i did not do that i went for a walk today i went for a walk around my complex and listened to an audiobook so i'm gonna count that Um, that totally counts yeah and you know i wish i could have gone for a walk today but it was friggin 24 feels like 12 and i was like no thank you Oh, some of us were working outside all morning, so we went for mini walks. Yeah. <laughs> I can't feel my fingers; it's fine. Uh, so doing, so I'm doing that, and I'm I'm very proud of the progress that I've made in terms of trying to get rid of um, all of my my 2020 weight. <laughs> don't and... don't don't get rid of all of your weight because you know, then you're dead. And that's I, well, I'm not getting rid of. All of it. I'm just getting rid of my 2020 weight and then hopefully trying to get back down to like my marathon running weight. So that's that's really 
what I'm going for. And then, of course, I my favorite thing that's kind of come out of this. So I know I know, Nina, you do this. Um, I am a huge fan of the the Goodreads yearly reading challenges. Mm-hmm. And my my younger sister made the absolutely terrible mistake of being like, I'm going to match whatever books you challenge yourself to read. And I'm like, I my challenge is set at 100 Ew. And she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. She even texted me the other day. She's like, I did not know who I was up against. And I'm like, yeah, that was not <laughs> clearly. I also have like multiple books going at the same time that I'm reading because I usually am listening to an audiobook. I'm also reading a physical book. I might be reading something on my Kindle because I also entered a bunch of Goodreads contests and won a bunch of free books. Oh, I love that. I want a book from them too. I feel like I need to I need to join Goodreads because I don't do this, but I read a ton. Yeah, I love Goodreads. I like it because there's like I have a lot of friends that like to read and they read much faster than I do. And they're like, oh, this book is amazing. You should read it. And then I forget. And so you can just create little lists or if you're, you know, when people can go out in public again, if you're out in a store and you see one you like, you can just scan it right into your list, too. It's awesome. What do we all hope for at the end of this, I guess? I guess, like, what are we all, like, setting our... Since we got through the 2020 Part 2, now it's personal, that was January, um, and it, we've kind of got a little hope under our belts, and, and what are we all hoping for moving forward? I think the biggest thing I want from all of this is just more understanding and more education for people. Cause I feel like the more people like truly understand different perspectives, cause like if you come from a scientific background, like facts are only facts until somebody else disproves them. Um, so like truth is a really tricky word, but I just want more people to try to just have civil conversations and see other sides it doesn't mean they have to agree but i just i would love for some more collective understanding and higher consciousness going on i i mean our- i think i think 2020 was our our big learning year and even as i reflect on it and i i don't remember if i said this before but i 2020 was a shit show i've definitely said that before but it for me personally, it moved me out of shitty situations that I wasn't willing to deal with. So mm-hmm. I, I was forced to move at the beginning of 2020 and I didn't want to, I hated everything about it, but it got me out of a shitty living situation that I wasn't a- acknowledging as shitty because I'm me and I'm like, everything's, I'm the dog and the house is on fire. And I'm just sitting there like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I, you know, it got me out of two jobs that were not great for me. I, I I mean I miss working, I miss money, but it it got me out of a situation that helped me realize my value as a person and that I don't need to be putting up with people's bullshit. And I mean it it also, you know, 2020 gave me the idea for the the book that I'm working on and I'm really something I'm excited about. So it it gave me that and I think just going forward, I think we all need to take these lessons that we've learned and it taught us the the bigger lessons of, you know, really learning our history and that it's yeah. not it's not the whitewashed version that we all got in school that there's so much more to it than that and you know we are we i mean we said it in the very first episode we are the generation that has all of this wealth of information and 
we're now learning we're able to learn so much about the world outside of what's in an encyclopedia britannica and we want to know it and we want to learn and be better and that's what we're trying to do and we're still battling these people that don't want to understand and don't want to be better and i think that's what we we all need and i think as, as a collective that's what i'm hoping for is that we can really learn these valuable lessons and then for me individually it's like i said it's just you know working on those personal things for me working on those personal projects and and taking advantage of this time i'm a little bit late to the like the doing creative things part of quarantine but i i got there eventually <laughs> i <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna keep moving forward and figure out how to how to make it all work for myself and and build my yeah. my weird my new weird little empire out of the ashes of what was my old weird little <laughs> empire. I mean, change agents are important, right? Like holding gratitude for change agents is something not a lot of people think about. Um, but you know, I'm I'm grateful for 2020. It sucked but it was a huge change agent. I'm grateful for Trump's presidency because there's a lot of things that people kind of like rode the fence on and they were like, oh, okay, like it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It's not a big deal. And it wasn't until somebody came in and pushed it to the opposite extreme that people were like, oh, oh, wait. Right. This is an actual big deal. And it, it shone a light on some really crappy parts of us. And then... As a, as a favorite Mr. Rogers, uh, Mr. Rogers' mom quote, I guess, is like, look for the helpers. And so it did like the complete opposite. We're like, you, you find the people who are going to bring in that change and are going to be those inspiring future folks. Like we had a lot of loss. We had a lot of loss of people who were super important to us and were major change agents. Um, you know, Larry King just died today. Yeah. Which is crazy like all of these staple people that you've seen and you've read about and you've studied in your history books um or you've seen on tv and you just took them for granted as them always being around like we're not we're all of us are not always going to be around (laughs) so um yeah holding gratitude for for change and the people who caused them whether they were caused because they were super crappy or because they were super awesome is important but like you, Josh, I left a job. I, I I haven't completely left it, but like I I I left a job that like where I grew and I changed and it I learned a million things. But like I couldn't do it in a pandemic. Um, so I left that and I've gone back to my roots of animal care, which is really weird. That that is a skill set that is giving me a paycheck right now. But, and I, I've started rebranding my, um, my art and my craft stuff and like my making side of me. And that's, and I'm slowly putting together a weird little, like a more cohesive business plan around that, where I've redone my logo, like all this other very concrete stuff. Um, and I've made more money doing that than I have in many years before, just during this pandemic time. Um, so for me personally, there's been a lot of growth even and professionally and personally, um, in ways that I did not expect and I didn't always want, but I'm glad it's there. If that makes sense. I, for us as a a country, and I guess for us as a, a globe, I would like, I feel like there's been a lot of people who have, 
gotten involved and I would like people to stay involved, stay involved, stay asking questions. Um, I started doing makeup and civics class on my, my Instagram and it passes over to Facebook because I felt like there weren't a lot of, a lot of people that understood some of the history and like, um, actual quotes from like, I don't know, the constitution and the, the bill of rights. Why not? Like, here's the actual text instead of reading what someone else's interpretation of the text is draw your own conclusions and think. But I, I want more people. I want the people who have, who've woken up during this time to keep moving and not just to get back to, because we now have someone who isn't going to, you're not going to be staying up late because he has the nuclear nuclear codes. I don't want you to like, just fall back asleep because he's not going to do something crazy. I want, I want people to still be engaged and still try to push for more because we, we, at the end of the day, we are a community and we rise and fall together as a community. And then we sing Kumbaya, <laughs> whether you want to or not. Meg's pulling out the guitar and we're all going to sing. Dude, I'm, I'm I don't. silently shaking my head no. It I, won't I, be a guitar, it. dude. It, it, it'd be my concertina, which will just make it, because it's the year of the sea shanty, it has to be with the concertina. It's the year of the sea shanty? How did you not know this? It's the year of the sea shanty. How do you know this? Because I own a concertina. <laughs> Who decides these things? Um, me and uh, Stephen Colbert. It's, these are facts. <laughs> what did I say about facts earlier, kids? What did I say uh, about facts well, earlier? Get to work to disproving it then. I'm yeah. looking it up right now. Meg, where can we stalk you on the internet? <laughs> You can find me at Emru Stone on the Instagrams. You can learn more about civics uh, every once in a while when I can actually get my act together and write more stuff about my makeup and civic stuff. And you can find my art and links to my art page, my art Redbubble store. Please support me. Please help my dog live the life that he would love to live. That is all. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. As <laughs> usual, you can find uh, my very neglected blog at avoidingneverland.com. My Instagram is avoidingneverland and on Twitter at Josh Gunderson. You can find the Millennial Agenda all over your favorite social media on Instagram and Facebook as the Millennial Agenda and Millennial AG Pod on Twitter. You can now support the podcast on buymeacoffee.com and receive access to all the bonus content, which is really just the 20 minutes of this episode that I had to remove because things got weird. So if you want to know what that's like, go sign up at buymeacoffee.com. That link is in the bio and it helps keep the show going and all that fun stuff. And if you're listening, especially on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platform because that helps get all of this weirdness in front of all the people. Uh, until next time, thank you all so much for listening and I'll catch you all on the flippity flop. Yeah, I said it. Shaking my head, dude. I regret everything. You have to understand, you're talking to me, and like I use sharpies to do a lot of drawings, like is to help with the black lines and the thicker parts of drawing. So I have like 20 black sharpies at any given time. I mean, I I own several thousand black sharpies. I just don't know where any of them. Are. <laughs> it's like it's like chapstick.